time. It's hot and trendy. Oh my goodness, here we we're, are. We're here, we're live. We're here. I mean, we were here, and then that super amazing song played, and then it came back. Who made that? Uh, uh, so, somebody who works at uh, StreamYard, I'm thinking. I don't know. But it wasn't us. Maybe someday, when we're cool enough to upgrade our StreamYard account, we can put our own song there, and we could, you know, vibe to it while we're rating the start. But here we are. Another episode of Showboys live coming at you from our YouTube channel. My name is Mike, and I'm joined as always by my good friend Nick. How's it going, buddy? It's going, going good. Excited for this EP. I'm just gonna build this uh, Lego set that I got while we, we do it. It's a it's an exclusive 2010 find. Came out many years ago, and I never wow. had one, so now I have one. It's part of my my kind of like desert mummy ninja stuff I have going on. But yeah, that nice. was a fun find. Lego store right up the street. It's was great. it expensive? Nah, it was pretty comparable to what it was um, for an 11-year-old set that you can't buy anymore. Nice. Love finding stuff like that. Um. Nick, are you there? Did you break on me? Uh-oh. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties. Hey, we're here. He's back. All Welcome right. to Showboys. Yeah, 2.0. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, we get, we have a fun episode, hopefully, for you guys tonight. Um, as of recording, it's, what, three days before Valentine's Day. And uh, when the audio version of this podcast uh comes out it will be the day after valentine's day so we thought it would be a fun idea to talk about rom-coms which actually neither of us like at all so <laughs> this should be a, a fun episode um i got some you know inside tips from my wife who exclusively watches rom-coms hey me too there you go. So, and we're going to rely on you guys, uh, the viewers, the listeners out there. Uh, we got some suggestions from the members of our Discord channel or server. So, uh, quick Join little now. Discord plug. Yeah, if you haven't already, um, consider joining our Discord server. Um, it's a nice little community server that. Um, all of our listeners are a part of and it's a nice little uh, like central point for everyone to get together and talk about the things that they like to watch uh, things that they like to play episodes of the podcast and fun things like uh, provide their suggestions or lists or what have you for our episodes and we talk about what you guys talk about on the discord in our episodes and it's it's pretty fun fun way to join in on the conversation with us and 
participate. Um, so we got a couple of those, a couple of Facebook suggestions. Um, but yeah, how, how do you how do you feel about rom coms, Nick? I mean, like when you hear that word, like <clears throat> what happens in your soul? Whenever someone asks me how I feel, I think of a scene from The Departed where Leonardo DiCaprio's character is asked how he feels. And it's a pretty intense montage of violence and swear words and <laughs> um, very deep, deep <laughs> ideas, right? On how someone in the crime world is undercover as a cop and could die at any moment, all that kind of stuff. But that's what I think about when someone asks me how I feel and how I feel about rom-coms. Definitely not any of that. I don't feel violent or uh, anything like that about them. Um, you know, this, this episode topic, I almost feel like I suggested it, unfortunately, and you agreed to it. So it's your fault too. Um, <laughs> Takes I, two to dance, right? Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> I don't exclusively ever sit down like I'm going to watch this rom-com. Um, and that's why it's hard for me to think about a list of rom-coms to talk about. Cause I always catch them in passing and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm sitting down and I am like shamelessly watching like 30 minutes to the whole entire end of a rom-com. I'm like, oh, okay, that was cool. <laughs> do I, do I care what the name of this movie is? No. Um, do I just care that I know some actors in it? Yeah. Um, but they're okay. It's nothing. I never would buy one, put it on my shelf, and I, I don't commit the names to memory. Um, but I think I do. I did discover a niche of ones that I would argue are my type of rom coms, and even kind of rom coms that I would tend to like. So I think I found a groove here that I can roll with. Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get into that. Um, yeah, How do you I, feel? Uh, well, um, I believe her name was Nellie, right? From House on Haunted or The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost mm -hmm. said House on Haunted Hill or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of feel like um, her during the big reveal of, of that season, you know, when, she, when you find out she's the bent neck lady, I kind of feel like, you know, transforming myself into the, the bent neck guy. Whenever <laughs> someone recommends watching oh. rom-coms, <laughs> um, which hopefully I don't see, you know, bent neck lady or guy hanging out. That would in this be little so cool. Because I'm there. here and you're there. Um, that'd be cool for me to see. Yeah, not so much for me. No, um, I'd, I'd be very terrified for which, you. Though. Quick throwback. If you listen to our uh, our episode on The Haunting of Hill House, when we were talking about all that spooky stuff with Jordan, like I had to sit, now that I have a camera and you guys can see my amazing pajama pants, um, when we were talking about that, I was kind of like sitting like this, you know, because I had this dark void behind me that I was just waiting for the bent neck lady to come, come up <laughs> and, and snatch me up, but... Uh, yeah, general, general disdain would be my, uh, my typical feeling when rom-coms are brought up or, you know, forced onto me. But, uh, oftentimes, uh, I hope Becca's not listening to this. She, she probably isn't, but fingers crossed. Uh, she's asleep, but, isn't she? I mean, 
That's what she said, at least. Mm-hmm. I think she just didn't want to take the dog out because it's snowy and cold. Yeah. Um, but uh, sometimes, you know, once I'm I'm forced onto the couch and I'm like 20, 30 minutes into a movie, typically if I'm watching anything, I, I start to get invested because I'm watching it, you know, so I might as well and like try to enjoy what I'm watching. So uh, even though they're all super predictable and every story is the same. You just insert different actors and actresses. Uh, but every story is generally the same. Uh, I, I find myself mildly enjoying heavy emphasis on mild, um, but they're not the absolute worst, but definitely not my preferred viewing. Um, but yeah. I'm real excited to get into this list tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, so what you have, like you picked out like your all time favorite rom-com of all time, right? That's what okay. you have to start with. So, so the general idea for the episode tonight, let me get my notes up here, um, was to go through the favorite rom-coms, mm-hmm. uh, use that term very loosely. Um, and then since they're not typically my deal, I was like, hey, why don't we find some movies that aren't classically considered rom-coms and like make an argument for why they could be rom-coms. So I have those two lists. I have a list of, of rom-coms that I enjoyed and then a, a couple movies that I would argue could be considered rom-coms that I very much enjoyed. Uh, what did you do? I think I have a list of movies I enjoy and I'm going to just call those my r- romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have uh, Aaron's list of romantic comedies that are kind of like her go-to favorites for sure. I think nice. she has a lot, but she was kind of <laughs> blanking out like you do when it comes yeah. to, you know, you're asked the question and just can't, couldn't think of them, but they're out there. Like they're out there. Yeah, so that was something we were talking about right before we went live. Is any time for any topic, not not just tonight's topic, but whenever I go to put together my notes for the shows or whatever, like my brain is just like the Sahara Desert when it comes to like thinking of movies or shows that I enjoy. I have no idea why. It's maybe it's because like I'm actually trying to think of something. You go smooth brain instantly, just big smooth, like race car <laughs> tire smooth. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hasn't seen the pit stop in a while. Just really yes. needs to. Yeah. Um, Your poor brain. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of funny, but yeah, I also came up. So, first off, if you'll notice here to my left, Ooh, I have, Funko plug. It, it's it's kind of hard to see because my super wide lens camera apparently makes everything seem like it's 500 feet away. But, you know, I, I picked out some, some of my pops here that, you know, either have a romantic interest or, you know, could or should. Well, I mean, I think they all do actually. So here at the bottom, I have Aquaman and Mara. That's pretty obvious. They, they have a thing. Then I have up here, uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Hmm. And then last but not least, up here on the very tippy top, I have Jen Urso and Cassian Andor. Yes. So they're joining me tonight as we talk about romantic comedies, though none of those movies are considered comedies. 
wrong. I am totally going to say Rogue One is a romantic comedy. <laughs> I don't know. K2SO I... is hilarious. And hey. that was what he the funniest droid ever. He is pretty funny, but like that movie's not very funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, I do have two Lando uh, Funko Pops over here, and I wish that I had the droid from um, Solo. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think they have a pop for that droid. I could be mistaken, but that would join my my romantic good old, interest. Good old L three, yeah, L three three T. But you bring up a good point here. So I, I also went on the rom com wiki page hmm. and got the definition. Okay. Okay. I think I need that because I'm really going to mess it up tonight. So rom-com is a subgenre of comedy and a slice of life fiction focusing on lighthearted, humorous plot lines centered on romantic ideas, such as how true love is able to surmount most obstacles. And then uh, they usually tend to have these subplots or elements within uh, the movie. Uh, being extreme circumstances. So think of something like the movie Warm Bodies or Zach and Miri Make a Porno, where uh, the love interests would meet in some sort of extreme circumstance that is not an everyday type thing. Uh, Flipping conventions. So this would be like the movie ending with the love interests not actually getting together or something like that, subverting your expectations. Those are the good ones. Yes. Uh, reserving or reversing gender roles. So a movie like forgetting Sarah Marshall, where the male lead is like hyper in touch with his emotions, which typically is not something you see in rom-coms from the male uh, lead. They're typically like, we'll, we'll get into the stereotypes and whatnot, but uh, and then the other one is having, you know, serious elements in, in it. So a movie like Silver Linings Playbook, where they, you know, take a crack at showing how trying to be like- in a relationship with mental illness, you know. So it's kind of like a rom-com drum. Yeah, I was going to say that one, <laughs> that one's that one's very dramatic. A rom dramedy. I don't know how you would mix those three, but <laughs> romantic dramedy. Yeah, you yeah. almost had it. Yeah. So the the rom coms that include some of those um, elements are the ones that I actually like. Not all of them include those elements. The good ones do. I was gonna say. I was like, I feel like you know, they don't. That doesn't sound half bad. That's a good definition of it. Yeah. I think uh, that's a good way to explain it, what a good one is. Yeah. So some of the reasons why I detest rom-coms are, first off, there's just way too many. It's like a dime a dozen. There's, uh, you know, entire channels, Hallmark, Lifetime. like, And because of this, it leads to a lot of repetition, you know, a lot of predictability because every movie tends to be the same. Like we were talking about, you just insert a different city and insert different actor and actress, you know, but the, the story is still the same, um, which you can argue with like superhero movies are like <laughs> pretty much 
becoming the new rom-coms, if you will. Uh, Bigger budgets. Yes. A lot cooler fight and special <laughs> effects, but <laughs> um, you could do the same thing. Just replace superhero A with superhero B and you pretty much rinse and repeat. But they're extremely predictable and they most of the time include super simple stereotypes of, you know, women and men and relationships and things like that. And then also, if you go a little further, like it, it kind of sets an unrealistic expectation for relationships. And a lot of times on men in relationships, um, but I think that's kind of not exclusive to the romantic comedies, but like you start getting into just romantic dramas or romantic stories in general. Uh, you just set such unrealistic expectations for how people really are, you know, <laughs> and I don't know. That's always something that drives me nuts. Um, but yeah, well, what do you, what do you think about all that stuff? Do you have anything to add there? No, nah, that helps. I think that helps me frame what a good rom-com is. And I would say the ones that I enjoy definitely have some, or if not most of those as elements that make them good. Um, I definitely like the, the subverted expectations. Obviously your favorite movie of all time does exactly that. Um, all the way to the end, I would say, I think I like the gender role reversals. Like those are always fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that, uh, that shines through on a handful of my picks here and, uh, that helps a lot. I'm glad you did that. Nice. Uh, so let's get, let's get into it. Hmm. Why don't you, you want to like trade back and forth? Like, you go first with one, then I'll say one and until we run out, or do you want to go through your list and I'll go through my list or, you know, um, I'll, I'll take the first one here and I'm actually yeah. going to grab one of Aaron's picks. Um, because I think this definitely fits the extraordinary circumstance, which is pretty cool. So the wedding planner, nice early JLo McConaughey cut. <laughs> um, but she's a wedding planner and, she was briefly explaining it. They, he saves her like in traffic or in the street or whatever. And, you know, there's an instant connection and then time goes by and it turns out she has a new client and it's him and, you know, his to be wife. Right. So mm -hmm. there's an extraordinary circumstance where they had met, ran into each other, had a connection and then turns out she's planning his wedding. Um, so, I mean, I think I think the one of the probably drawbacks that a lot of these movies have is unrealistic, right? Or at least very extraordinary circumstances. And I think one of the points you read off there uh, is just what was it, real real fiction or something about fiction? Uh, extreme circumstances, flipping conventions, reversing general gender roles and, or serious elements. Mm, okay. Hmm. Yeah. But I think, I think that's a drawback just because these are very 
specific scenarios that these movies are set up on, right? So for them to ever play out in real life is few and far between. So yeah. maybe that's a drawback they have, right? Someone's sitting there watching be like, well, you know, of course they run into each other on the street and of course she's the wedding planner and he's getting married. Um, it's just like a lot of circumstance the whole time with these movies. A lot yeah. of coincidence or it just so happens to be kind of thing. Right. I mean, that's another one of the, you know, tropes. Right. <laughs> uh, every Everyone's like, oh, wow. Saw that coming a mile away. Right. But, I mean, hey, if we're, if we're going to be fair, I would say every genre of movie has those tropes that yeah. they really lean into. And I think it's, I mean, when I, you know, the movies that I see, you know, the romantic comedies that I see Aaron watching like over and over, or like, even like once a year, like I see her watch them frequently, you know, she isn't, obviously she's seen them, but she isn't also looking to be like subverted or surprised or done, done, done. What's going to happen. It's more like the build up to that moment when they kiss or they're together, right. Through all the ups and downs. It's even like the friends thing, right. Cause everyone knows how friends ends, but it's that entire buildup and yeah. they go through all those silly hoops of them being together, not together, the plane, whole, the whole plane thing. Um, like we all know <laughs> how it ends, yeah. but Oh man, it's, it's that buildup. And then finally when it happens every single time, she's like, ah, you know, she's yeah. like dying. I will um, say that like, th- they definitely make you feel good. Right. They give you the warm and fuzzies. Every so often you have to have, you know, that perfect storybook ending. And I mean, yeah, it just, they make you feel good because it works out, right? The the guy or gal gets the guy or gal, right? At the end of the day that they so love. And, you know, good stories are a good thing. So I like it when stuff works out sometimes which my wife would be shocked to hear me say that because because <laughs> one of my gripes is always like, that is so unrealistic. That would not never, that would never happen. Like nine times out of 10, like the perfect storybook ending is not what happens. <laughs> and I, I feel like these happen and I like these ones. So I could not tell you a single one where this happens, but I know they're out there. They have to be, but when, cause I've seen them, but I don't know what they are. Um, but when, it's a little bit that the, the subversion of your expectation where that doesn't quite happen, where maybe instead they don't get together because they realize something. It was like a life learning experience where they're like, ah, yeah. that didn't really matter. Us, you know, being together wasn't the like solution or the ultimate goal here. It was everything that was learned along the way. And I feel like yeah, those ones are, those ones are good. Whichever ones those are. Yeah. Yeah. Those still, at the end of the day, have like a feel-good story to it. Oh, right. Because there's that personal growth, right? Which is cool. Um, But your your plane scene made me think of, you know, I haven't had a Mr. Robot comment in a while. So, like, here we uh, go. Do you remember the scene with with Dom and uh, I can't remember the FBI agent? Was it it a train? Or was it it an airport? Yeah. Yeah, so Darlene, oh, Dom yeah. was the FBI agent. Darlene and Dom, right? Yeah. Uh, Darlene is on the airplane getting ready to leave, and Dom isn't there. 
and Darlene's like, I can't do this. So she gets off the plane and she's like having a panic attack in the bathroom. And while that's happening, Dom runs onto the plane and, and Darlene has this moment in the bathroom with a complete stranger where she has that, like that personal growth arc where she's like, you know what? I don't need to be with somebody to be happy. Like I don't need to do this. I don't need to get on the plane and go to, I forget exactly where they were going, but, um, and so she just leaves, right. She doesn't get on the plane, but Dom doesn't know that. And she gets on the plane and the plane takes off. So like you hear, they set us, they set us up for that stereotypical plane moment where they would like cross paths or something or like, both be on the plane together or both, you know, not go together, but instead they just traded places. And instead of Darlene being on the plane and flying away, it was Dom. And uh, it's just an, an, one of the million reasons I love that show, but that is neither a romantic show nor a comedy, but it just made me think of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's totally true. No, that was a really good sequence. And obviously that personal growth thing was like really cool. Then, like, once that kind of got past that, I'm like, yes, checkbox. Now they can just get together and be together. That would have been, I would have liked to yeah. seen that, you know? Yeah, um, because as much as you love to see that growth from Darlene, at the same time, it's like, I kind of wanted her to end up with Dom because they were good for each other. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, by the way. Sorry. After we got done. I mean, that, but... so much goes in the, on in that show that's yeah. like that that's such a great thing to happen in that show yeah. but it is entirely minor that's like a c scale. or a d plot line like. yeah like <laughs> hey no mind you'll forget about it go yeah. watch mr robot uh, i haven't had a mr robot uh reference in a while should we just break down each season oh, dude we should just go back and do a companion series for every episode even though it's already out and <laughs> no longer. Can we just play it? <laughs> Can we just play an episode and do you know live? watch part, Mr. Robot Watch Party? Yeah. Hey, if you guys want to see that, I'm totally down for that. I will do that because I've seen that show way too many times. So I don't care if I watch it with other people and talk like while it's on. That would take so long. Oh god, I would love it so much, <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, it's a good first pick. You know. Um, I actually, I actually did put a favorite and this is actually like, is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and I picked the princess bride Mm. it's just a classic. So that movie, it holds up. Uh, I just watched it like a year or two ago. Um, waiting for the right time to introduce it to our oldest child, who will be six. Not sure if she'd quite get it yet at this point, but uh, I mean, the movie's hysterical. It's got a great love story, and I mean, it's just—it's a classic. I—I I feel like I don't even have to really talk about it because it's the Princess Bride. I don't know if I've seen it, dude. You need to watch it. It's—it's it's so good. <laughs> Mail me the movie and I'll watch it. Mail it to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do. I, I do own it actually. So I probably could do that. Yeah. We have a lot of movies we got to trade. Cause we've been talking about like, <laughs> you're going to let me borrow the yeah. seven hour long Lord of the Rings movie cuts and 
for a pop. There you go, dude. I'll totally. Hey, that'll help prepare me for the uh, Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Princess Bride on the top of my list. Okay. Um, no, fair. no explanation really needed. Uh, I mean, it's just a pop culture classic, and there's so many, um, just everyday pop culture references that came from that movie. And one of my favorite things about being married to Becca is she, like we've talked about on the show before, she missed out on a lot of these things in her childhood. So um, for example, I made her watch the Friday movie, which she had never seen. And when the by Felicia line came up, she's like, that's, um, that's where that's from. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, yes. Welcome to the twentieth, or you welcome know. to the rest of pop culture. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, but this is another one of those movies. Like you, you got the inconceivable. You got the prepare to die. You've got the you know. I mean, there's so many. Um, but yeah, look at this. The scene knobs coming. What's going on, bro? Thanks for joining us. Look at these two sexy gents right here. I mean, hey, we do what we can, but def. Definitely Nick is carrying the weight around here in that department. I won't disagree. <laughs> oh boy. Actually, could could you consider our podcast a rom com? Yeah, actually. Um some of my picks will make an argument for that. <laughs> we'll support that theory there. <laughs> nice. Um, so I'll go for my second one and then I'll go back to you, but uh after the princess bride they're kind of um <laughs> there there is no order here <laughs> so, um but next on my list i have actually zach and mary make a porno that movie was hysterical seth rogan and company um yeah talk about subverting your expectations they find love while they make a porno to together not like zach and mary aren't making the porno but they're like <laughs> They aren't the stars of the the, the, uh, the, the production here. They yeah. found love making porn. Yes, they they actually were like the directors of of porn. <laughs> that I forget why they were making it, but they were, and they fell in love. And who would have thought? And it was just a, a hysterical movie. Um, did you ever see that one? Yes. That was what came out in 2011. That sounds like a college watch for sure. Yeah. Mick, how dare you talk about yourself like that? <laughs> he, he says, I am definitely carrying weight. I didn't say that. <laughs> and then he says, this means war is a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, I can't say that I have seen that as, um, like we said at the top of the episode, this is my least favorite genre of movie so i try to avoid it at all costs so there's probably a lot that that people might chime in with that i probably have not seen and i know that's like hard for some movie fans to to be able to deal with but rom-coms are hard for me to deal with you just can't deal with it <laughs> you just can't <laughs> i just can't yeah, can't just even can't even bro uh but yeah, so what what's uh, next up on your list? Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go off off the rails here a little bit, and 
I'm going to say Pineapple Express. Um, continue the <laughs> Seth Rogen train. So that that's a bromantic comedy, if you ask me. Yeah, um, I'm cool with the, the bromcoms. Yeah, because, I mean, you have two unlikely, well, likely people in some sense, but unlikely in a lot of others. And, you know, they have a singular purpose at the beginning of their relationship, strictly business. And they become like best friends and meet a bunch of friends on the way and they bro it out and extraordinary circumstances all over that movie. Um, (laughs) Yes. So, and, and I started thinking about, I'm like, I think, I think I like Seth Rogen movies as rom-coms. Like those are my kind of, because they all have a little bit element of some sort of romance or bromance to them. um, And they're funny. Right. Yeah. If if you if you can get over I know some people that just do not like him and mostly because of his laugh, which is understandable. It sticks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean <laughs> I think I think also for me, um I these movies replace romantic comedies and that kind of when I am in the mood to watch that, when someone is in the mood to watch a romantic comedy, I'm probably in the mood to watch one of these movies. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, Mick, Mick here. Uh, my first movie was a rom com I produced and wrote, and is hidden away forever. Oh, can we? Can we? Uh, we need to uncover live that. Stream it? Can hey, we live stream it? We've been talking about doing watch parties. That sounds like the perfect candidate. Yes, yes, yes. Um, was that Mick, was that your, uh, your dinosaur movie you were telling Nick and I about when you were a, a wee lad, <laughs> a dinosaur rom-com, that would be great. Um, but no, I, I like the rom-coms. I yeah. actually had one uh, that I wanted to argue for too. Um, and that would be super bad. Yes. Another one of my favorite movies, but you know, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. Their relationship in that movie was absolutely adorable. Right. One of my favorite scenes of of any movie is like the sleepover when they're laying, uh, you know, in the basement, like all <laughs> drunk, and they're like in their sleeping bags, and he's like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to go on the rooftops and, and scream, I love my best friend, Seth or Evan. I forget which one. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> that is the bromcom of all bromcoms, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just going to go off on the rails now. See, now we know them all because like 21 Jump Street, um, neither of them, like they're basically high school opposites and they turn out to be the best of bros through their extraordinary circumstances. Dude, (laughs) 21 Jump Street was hilarious. Yeah. Best best rom-com ever is Diner. Dinner? Diner. I can't read. (laughs) Two ends for dinner, man. There you go. See, that's why I have Nick here. Um, yeah, again, Mick's probably never going to display my comments on his uh, show streams or invite me <laughs> on his channel because every movie he talks about is the one that I've never seen. <laughs> well, we need to make we need to, we need to make this these as a list. We need to watch them. That's true. If Mick says they're good, they got to be good. That, I mean, he is the scene snob. Yeah, I trust him. Uh, but yeah, going uh, in the more traditional sense, no, oh, okay. 
I'll just I have a couple Seth Rogen movies uh, on here that I'll just knock out. Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, pretty funny. Uh, Knocked Up was a pretty good one. Was he a part of Trainwreck with Amy Schumer? I mean, Bill Hader was in it, and he kind of like rolls with the Seth Rogen crew. I don't know if he like was a, a writer, or producer, or director in that movie. I should probably should have looked it up, but. Uh, I mean, Trainwreck was pretty good outside of Amy Schumer, who I, whom I cannot stand. Um, I, I Wasn't she the main character? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, I just can't. That, yeah, nothing. It's like not a personal thing. Just I don't find her funny. Um, right. It happens. That movie is pretty funny after I say that. And she's the main character in it. But <laughs> She's not funny. I don't like her. But that movie yeah. she starred in, hilarious. Yeah, pretty good. Um, and then, uh, because I like, I like the direction we're going with the, the movies that we can argue for rom-com. So I'm just going to rattle off my traditional rom-com list because mm. I don't really have too much to like say about them. Uh, so like Hitch was all right. You know, Will Smith and Kevin James, uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist was pretty good. Michael Sarah and Kat Denning, I believe. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall was hilarious. Uh, Four Year Old Virgin, Trainwreck, Knocked Up, Juno. Uh, I just, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. I mean, Jonah Hill's not in that movie, but you get either of those two guys in a movie, I probably will like it. Um, speaking of, you guys love Seth Rogen. Uh, I don't dislike him. But I, I would say love. Actually, no. Every you know movie what? you just you know said I has can nothing go. to do with Seth Rogen. I know. But <laughs> that was just a coincidence. But now that I think about it, I actually do love Seth Rogen. Because he, he was a part of Preacher, which I loved that show. And he's part of The Boys. And I love that show. And, I mean, looking back on some of his old movie stuff, like I, I like him. I can't deny this fact anymore. I've been a Seth Rogen denier for a long time and now thanks thanks to my friend mick from the scene snobs he brought it out yeah i mean like kind of like what we were talking about earlier this is our like yeah this is that personal growth moment in our bromcom well yeah see so yeah our podcast is a romantic comedy yeah and you know mick plays a great character in our bromcom and without him you know i wouldn't have had this moment of personal growth where i realized that i actually do love seth rogan he was the random guy in the bathroom that you had an interaction with that made you realize. <laughs> Mick or Seth Rogen? <laughs> Mick. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. That's great. Um, so Juno and then uh, we I brought up Silver Linings Playbook, um, the, the rom dramedy. That was a great movie. Uh, you know, I loved their, their take on you know, trying to be in a relationship with mental illness and it was very powerful, very touching. I think I probably cried at one point, um, had funny moments. Bradley Cooper was great. Uh, the big sick. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's kind of somewhat recent, but, uh, on a few of the lists I was looking up, you know, while I was trying to find movies that I've seen and like, uh, this actually on a, on most of them was in the top five, which was pretty crazy. Damn. Uh, but it's actually, it's a good movie. It's the, the story of Kamel Nanjiani. Do you know 
him at all? Does that name ring a bell? No. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. He was the host of a podcast called The Indoor Kids, which I actually used to listen to a ton. They talked about video games and stuff. Uh, he He's an actor. He's been in... <clears throat> You know, handful of sitcoms here and there. He's in Silicon Valley. Uh, actually, you probably wouldn't know him. He's a, he has a small role in Community. Well, I, I watched it a lot at Silicon Valley. Okay, I have not really seen Silicon Valley, but you he should watch it. I have HBO now, so I can. You should watch it. I will definitely add it to the list. Uh, he's in Community, though. He has a small role as one of the janitors. Mm. Uh, did you no, see? Yeah. yeah. How far along are you in that show? Have you I have like five episodes left of the last season. Okay. Have you seen the final paintball? I don't think so. Episode. Okay. Well, he's a big part in that episode. So when you see him, you'll be like, oh, that's the guy from the big sick. Um, but he stars in the movie and the movie's about uh, the story of him and his wife how, and, you know, their relationship, how they met and how they ended up getting married and all that stuff. And it's actually a very interesting kind of sad and touching story. Uh, so I recommend it. It's pretty funny too. Um, and then uh, my last one is Warm Bodies, which I don't know. Have you ever heard of that one? It came up on a lot of lists and I've heard of it. I can't say I've seen it. This sounds, is, it sounds this, gross. It's pretty, <laughs> it's it sounds pretty like awesome. a serial killer movie, really. The name, well, if it was a serial killer movie, movie it would be Cold Bodies, right? Is there, yeah, after, after they're dead, but you have to, you have to have something alive to kill. But this one, it totally falls under the extreme circumstances uh, condition that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So this movie takes place during or after in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. Mm. And the main character is a zombie who falls in love with a girl and their relation. I'm giving you a very short version of the movie through their relationship and him like trying to convey his feelings for this girl. It like slowly turns him back into a human. That sounds so dumb. It sounds dumb, but it's actually really good. I hate zombies. Dude, and I hate rom-coms. It's such a good movie. No. And see, the scene snob agrees with me. Warm Bodies <laughs> is so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Just watch it. But I, I will say, I'll caveat it with this. The last time I suggested a rom-com. Rom hey, that's actually a zom-com. Jeez. Dude, I'm just like... Whipping out all these amazing... Uh, <laughs> rom-com genres in my head <laughs> <laughs> the last time i recommended a zombie movie to a friend though was anna and the apocalypse around christmas time to my neighbor who like our, our friendship was just you know kind of like getting off you know getting off yeah. the ground we were you know just like looking over the fence still yeah you know having having Great text exchanges. They came over to the house a couple of times. We went to their house. You know, we were watching Browns games together on Sundays. Man. And, you know, I thought we were at the point where we could take it to the next level, right? Where I could be like, you know that I like to watch, like, movies and shows. And you are starting to understand that I like to watch weird movies and shows. So I went out on a limb and I was like, hey, you know, 
I'm a little nervous to do this because I feel like our relationship is really starting to bloom. <laughs> but you should really watch this movie, Anna and the Apocalypse. It's great. And then he watched it and he was like, this is the weirdest movie and I'm not sure that I think it's good. And that was like <laughs> really funny <laughs> because he was trying so hard to nicely tell me that. Was this I in text or in person? Oh no, it was totally in text. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. So I've like since apologized. I mean, I, I love that movie, but uh, I've apologized profusely. I'm like, sorry, Garrett, Garrett, if you're listening, you're sorry. I humbly apologize. And I hope that you are gracious and accept it. And, when I recommend movies or shows in the future that you still give them a chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, warm bodies. You should definitely do it. It's good. And since you're such a fan of the Zomcoms, uh, Mick suggests a movie called eat brains love. Mm. Sounds great. I actually will have to check that out myself because I probably would love it because zombies are apparently Right up there with Seth Rogen for me. <laughs> so Seth <laughs> Rogen movie. Dude, he did have a, a movie where he basically was pickle Rick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of that. But yeah, he like fell in a, a pickle vet or something and like <laughs> it preserved his body. <laughs> he woke up like a hundred years later. <laughs> oh P- pickle Rogan. I think we need to have someone on the podcast that can like talk us out of liking Seth Rogen. <laughs> I know <laughs> we need to hear the ar- argument for why Seth Rogen sucks. Oh, uh, but like, I thought that movie was so dumb, but me explaining it to you right there actually makes me want to watch it. Cause <laughs> uh, I'm pickle Rick. Um, anyways. Uh, but yeah, so that's like my traditional, list of rom-coms that was your traditional no most of them are traditional until you get to warm bodies then it kind of even though warm bodies was on a few of those lists i was looking today so i saw it pop up what what about yours because i want to get to the the unconventional the interesting you know part of this conversation um yeah so i would say um the slew of movies that came out in the past 10 years where it's like either jennifer aniston and um Adam Sandler or the both of them together. So like, just go with it. I like that kind of crap. Um, you know, they're funny, great circumstances. Um, and they're almost, you know, the ones that are kind of built on some sort of, um, kind of illusion. Right. Obviously Mm -hmm. he's like, Hey, pretend to be my wife. Um, (laughs) and we're going to go on vacation with my kids or no, those are her kids. Um, and all that stuff. So like that was good. And then I don't think it's a romantic comedy, but I'm going to throw it in there. But like, we're the Millers. Oh, that movie's great. Yeah. Great <laughs> movie. It's hilarious. Um, little bit of romantic stuff in it, but like, it's just like four people that just do not belong together. And through it, they kind of become a family and yeah. that's super cool. Um, I think that was the, the birthplace of the wait you get paid for this meme yes yep that would be it the origin of a meme we should have an episode where we talk about 
movies that had the most and and or best memes come out of it. So basically, we sh- we're just kind of brainstorming different episode content right now for this whole entire. <laughs> 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 just trying to dance around this rom com stuff. Um, let's see here, chasing Amy, right? I'm pretty sure that is an official um rom com. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, nice deep cut. I don't think I feel like not everyone has seen that, right? I feel like only people. I don't know. I just feel like more people should have seen that than do. Because I say Chase Amy, and they're like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Never mind. You, <laughs> you wouldn't get it." Um. Then Aaron threw a few more for me that you know. That works like Fifty First Dates. I like that movie. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring that up when you talked when you said Adam Sandler. Yeah, and that's another one of those good Adam Sandler ones. That one's cool to me just because great characters. It it has that like when that movie come out, it has like a really good not new like film grain about it. Cause it just seems like it's like shot in very basic sets, you know, not a terribly mm-hmm. high budget. It just seems like really down to earth to me. Um that's a pretty cool concept for a movie too. I mean, right. Yeah. It's totally different. And like her family, like her brother and dad are hilarious characters. Um, (laughs) then, you know, it's just Sam Sandler trying to every day go through the routine and it's good growth, good growth one there. Um, so yeah, I really like that one. Um, she likes Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know if it's her favorite, but she likes herself some Reese Witherspoon. Um, Father Ooh. of the Bride. Becca loves that one. Pretty sure I've seen her watch that. Um, Monster I, in Law, J Lo, another J Lo yeah, pick. Um, I said Wedding Planner. Um, and then kind of out of my list, that's like about it. And the rest are just uh, ones I'm going to argue for and Seth Rogen movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Mick, Mick here. Uh, I think he's still talking about Eat Brains Love, but he says a zomcom or a zom zombie rom com road trip movie. Uh, yeah. So now I'm just gonna call them zomcoms and bromcoms, bromcoms, zomcoms. The the rom dramedies. We're just making up all kinds of subgenres of rom coms tonight. You're like a you're the the pitch meeting. You're the executive producer <laughs> guy. And you're, you're just like, let's just make it a rom-com. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, you know, I feel like we should have just had Becca and Aaron do this episode. Yeah, because I told Aaron, I was like, you just want to do it for me? She's like, is Becca doing it? I'm like, no, I think that's the next one. Um, but. Oh, a little tease for next tease. week. But yeah. No, I was trying to convince Aaron to just stand in for me um, yeah, on this one. That definitely would have been. Much I mean, better. she she sat there and gave me like great wedding planner notes, and I'm like, you just need to like do this, like right. She, she mean, was hitting all the points. She was like iconic actors <laughs> in their early years, um, yeah. And she hit the whole like circumstance thing. They meet in the street, and then she went through it. I'm like, wow. I mean, you want a job? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, Becca would have crushed this. Show gals, show gals. Hey, I'm trying to make it happen, but balls in her court. 
she's not having it. <sighs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I'm excited to get into these these movies that we're going to argue for. Um, I'll let you go first because I'm I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. Um, so this one is actually a series because we are the show boys. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, we've talked about quite a bit recently. So community, it's funny. Dude, there's, there's romantic arcs in there. And those are some of my favorite romantic arcs. Um, Jeff, especially like the first couple season with Jeff and basically the, the two girls, he's romantically involved with that's great stuff right there i just get i always get creeped out about jeff and allison and it's not allison allison brie is the actor what Um, is her name annie annie there you go yeah that just creeps me out because he's like (laughs) in the show i'm guessing probably 15 years older than her or something yeah well, they think they think he's like close to thirty, and it turns out he's like closer to forty, 40 yeah, what maybe so, like twenty years but, older. Than yeah, her. but I like I like that um, disparity just because that really happens, you know. Um, yeah. especially, especially in like a community college too, where there's like you know you got they have who's the one guy, the really old guy that's always Pierce. around. Yeah, <laughs> no, not Pierce. Oh no, no, oh. dang it! What's his name? Jeff always told him to shut up. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Shut up, Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his like chip review YouTube channel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that reminds Uh, me. We know someone like that. Uh, We do? Like, yeah. You you guys do? No, no, we we do. do. Yeah. YouTube channel. Uh, No, they're not reviews, but they're, you know, all about the boats and the stuff. You know what I'm talking about? What's the deal? Yeah, the well, deal? wasn't it? Was it a lawn? No, it was. Was it a lawnmower? What was that? It was like a, a Roomba lawnmower. Yeah, and left a review for it, and that reminded me of Letter. <laughs> yes, I, I, I can, I can get behind that, but I don't want to talk too much about community because I feel like that's going to be a big hitter on our episode next week. Oh, for sure. Um, but there are definitely are a lot of really good. I mean, all like everything in that show is really good, but yeah, I mean, you got Jeff and Annie, like you're talking about, you got Jeff and Britta and then you got <laughs> no spoilers, uh, Troy. Yeah. Right. That's another bro. The man. biggest bromance. Yeah. No, time. but you know, as I was watching that show, like obviously everything else that goes on is good, but some of the most intriguing arcs right the longer arcs that played out over multiple episodes and seasons were the the different like sub romantic um character development arcs yeah. I, I enjoy those a lot in that show they're well done they don't they don't divert from what the show is but they they drive you know certain episodes forward quite a bit so yeah for sure i can get behind that um my first one that I'd like to argue for uh, was actually one that was also brought up by one of our awesome discord members slash new, new addition to the Showboys team. B Bianca. Um, and that is Shaun of the dead. Yes. I don't know why I keep doing like the De Niro face, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, Shaun of the dead 
one of my favorite movies. Definitely romantic in nature. Mm-hmm. And definitely very funny. And uh, it's funny, the day that she actually threw that in the Discord channel, we were riding home from, some, I don't remember what, but uh, oh, we went to Sam's Club to get groceries, you know, because that's what families in the suburbs do on Saturday afternoons. And we got the girls um, slushies while we were there. And Peyton got a red one. And she like spilled some on her. And <laughs> Becca turns around. And she's like, you have red on you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> classic. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, ah, never mind. I'm just having like a an Abed moment here. Just a moment. And then B classic. puts that up discord and i was like that's hilarious because that's the second time this movie's come up today um <laughs> yeah if if all rom-coms were like sean is a dead oh my gosh it's an, another it's a zomcom another one they're out there apparently and just put seth rogan up genres left and right seth rogan and or zombies in your rom-com and i'm all for it How many? How many are they gonna make? He'll make like three in a row if he hears this podcast. <laughs> yes, do it, Seth Rogen. If you're listening, come on, be a guest. You can, uh, you know, come on the show, boys. Pitch your next rom com, and just take our money right away. But uh, yeah, what's your next pick? Uh I mean, this might legit be one, but like, meet the Fockers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think you have to really argue that one. Yeah, but I, I don't think it falls into the rom-com bucket just because like such a wide variety of people liked it. Like my dad liked that movie, um, and I think because it has the de- speaking of De Niro, um, I know <laughs> it, it's got you know the De Niro effect, and yeah. um, you know I think a lot you know the best parts of that movie were outside of the romantic kind of arc there they were already getting married so there wasn't a lot to explore there so you know it's there but i enjoy that movie and that's what i would prefer to watch um i already said pineapple express (laughs) huh i might exhaust my list oh Uh, well except the neighbors for seth rogan um But but it wasn't it's not it's not the romance we you know between him and his wife. It is the the relationship that fosters between um he Zach Efron. Zac Efron. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that movie is really good. Oh my yeah. gosh. I feel like I feel like Mick is just no longer going to respect anything that we say <laughs> ever again. He's just because not we keep talking about how many Seth Rogen movies we like. <laughs> But it's not because of Seth Rogen. It's nah. for like all these other reasons. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> He's immediately regretting ever coming on our show. Yeah. Um, so I kind of already talked about Superbad. Um, and then my next most obvious pick, which I've talked about extensively on this show, and we've actually had an entire episode dedicated to this movie, and that is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World which might be the greatest romantic comedy of all time. I think but, it actually shows up on lists. 
Does it? I didn't yeah. see any uh, see it on any I looked at today, which kind of makes me sad. But also, I don't ever expect to see this movie on list because it was criminally underrated and overlooked. I think I think it's gaining traction here in this decade. I think before long, people will realize how great it is and catch up with your your wokeness. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has uh, an occult following. For sure. Um, but I mean, this movie, Extreme Circumstance, I mean, it checks all the boxes. It subverts your expectations. It kind of s- swaps the gender roles where, you know, Scott is kind of the, the, the sensible, love, the lovesick, emotional character in the, in the entire movie. Uh, and then, you know, it's it's got the serious elements. I mean, what's more serious than having to fight for your life for the, for the woman that you love fight all her ex-boyfriends and even fighting yourself. Oh yeah. Your, your evil self. The one that holds your, your your nega self. Some might say. Yeah. Um, deep, but no, I mean, it's just a, a brilliant movie. It's one of my favorites and I will try to find a way to squeeze it into any list or genre that we talk about <laughs> just so I have a few minutes to bring it up again and hopefully make other people watch it. Surprised you didn't put it on our top five franchises of all time. Cause it has a game. I guess it can qualify as a franchise. Yeah. And it's based off graphic novels, which there were multiples of. So <sighs> I know I'm, I'm sorry. I failed you. Uh, but then I have Anna and the apocalypse, which we briefly mentioned, but <clears throat> Here we are again. This this hits a lot of different levels. This it's like a Christmas movie. It's not like a it is a Christmas movie. It's it has some levels of you know romance, um, and it kind of subverts your expectations here. Where like the it's it's got the typical like guy and girl are best friends, but the guy like actually really loves the girl and the girl kind of like he's friend zoned, you know, that whole trope. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if you plan on watching, you probably are never going to watch this movie. Correct. Well, it's a Christmas zombie musical. Yes. (laughs) I told you it hits a lot of levels. Okay. (laughs) And also, a British Christmas zombie musical. It's it probably wasn't the best first movie to recommend to a new friend, you know. Hmm. Again, Garrett, I apologize. You know, oh, it has a soundtrack. I should I should have built up my you know reputation of recommendations before I threw this at you. This was a poor first choice. Um, but it's actually a great movie, but. Basically, you know, you get to the middle part of the movie and the guy friend and the main character, Anna, you you know, you start to maybe sense that Anna might be like growing to start to, you know, come out of the friend zone and like start to realize that she kind of loves this guy character, which I forget his name, which I apologize for. Uh, But then he gets eaten by zombies, so... Chomp. They they don't they can't get together you know um, but I, I would argue there's a level of 
rom-com in there. It's a good movie. I recommend it. You should definitely watch it, especially around Christmas time when you're getting that hankering for watching a musical. <laughs> Why? No, did we talk about during our Christmas episodes? Yeah, well, it, it was brought up. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was the other thing is I didn't tell him what it was about. I was just like, hey, if you're looking for a Christmas movie. To watch. Oh my god, dude. I was like, it's not really like a family Christmas movie, but you know, if you're if you if you need to watch a Christmas movie, like check this one out. I love it. And he didn't love it. <laughs> Cuz he's texting he's like there's this is a musical. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't really want. I like to not tell you anything about movies or shows <laughs> some, yeah i guess that's a that's quite the, that's always that's always funny when you stumble into a musical it's you know you don't know it is you don't like that's what happened to you with scott pilgrim right you went to the movie theater and didn't know what you're about to watch um, yes but i always feel like far too many times i start watching something and i'm like i did not have any idea that they would start singing in this yeah, I think this was probably my fault, but like that happened when we went and saw Into the Woods. I totally didn't realize that that was going to be a musical, and then you know they started singing, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is nice." I should have expected it. It's a Disney <laughs> it's movie, nice. right? So, I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah, and in the apocalypse, pretty good. Uh, and then lastly, this actually was brought up to me today by by my friend Garrett, who we've talked about a few times. Uh, he threw this one at me, and it was actually great. Deadpool 2 is actually a rom-com. And here's why. So if you remember, the entire plot of Deadpool 2 is Deadpool trying to kill himself so he can be re reunited with his his dead girl, Right. Mm -hmm. The whole time he's trying to get, get to her by killing himself. And nothing screams romance more than laying down your own life for the one that you love. And yeah, it's, it's also hysterical because it's a Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds, right? Right. right. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, it's a rom-com. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but that pretty much wraps up the the ones I have to argue for. Do you have any other ones or? Mm -mm, I don't. No. Nice. Well, I guess that <laughs> takes us to our listener picks. We're we're at that point already. They got the good ones. They they actually have good ones, <laughs> unlike us. <laughs> uh but here we go. So. Um, sticking with the Garrett theme, uh, his his list was The Proposal, which is his favorite. Uh, he also had Princess Bride, Wedding Crashers, Hot Rod, which I haven't seen Hot Rod in a while, so um, I would have to hear the argument, you know, for that being a, a romantic comedy, or maybe it just flat out is, and I don't, I'm not remembering. Uh, I do remember it's a hysterical movie, though. Um, he has Wally. Mm. It's a good one. Yes, I like. Some, I love Wally. Some droid love. It's adorable. Uh, and then up. Fair. 
Wait, so if Wally is a romantic comedy, does that mean Star Wars gets to be a romantic comedy? I mean, Wally's kind of funny, though. Not but, all of Star Wars is funny. But R2D2 is funny. He is pretty funny. And you think C3PO is funny? I do in a weird way, yes. See? See? I guess. I mean, you could make an argument for it. Because, I mean, Silver, Silver Linings Playbook's not, it's right. more dramatic than comedic. Yeah, it's just it's a space opera that has comedic elements yeah. via droids. Yeah. Droids are it's actually funny. Droids are the funniest things in those movies. All the all the actual <laughs> sentient beings kind of suck when it comes to <laughs> um comedy. <laughs> yes. Cause like even episode three, the freaking battle droids are funny for no reason. <laughs> like they're they they had upgraded programming by that movie and they could talk. Roger, Roger. Yeah. Oh, God. If I ever hear Roger, Roger again after watching Clone Wars in like two weeks. I mean, you know who says Roger, Roger all the time? Matt Rogers. <laughs> Those of you listening to the audio version. I hear it all the time. It's just extreme look. I hear it all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. It's great. Uh, he would say that. Yes, sir. Uh What's up, Matt Rogers, if you're listening? Yeah. Um, Jordan, our good friend, friend of show. Uh, he he only had one, and it was Holiday, which he I think he talked about briefly on our Christmas episode he was on. Uh, my wife, Becca, uh, the famous Instagram influencer. <laughs> uh, she said all of them, which is definitely the cheap way out and wow. also gross that's a becca answer if i ever heard one yeah all uh, of them that's terrible yeah. that's so bad but it's true because right. she does love all of them well no <laughs> like right every think, single one i think that's the worst <laughs> part about that because i don't doubt that she just would watch any single one of them and oh. be completely okay with it dude she does and like so for those of you who are not privy to Mike Courtney's personal life. Uh, my wife and I run a furniture refurbishment slash restoration business, uh, which really is Becca does everything. And I just make sure that we pay our sales tax. <laughs> um, but in the winter time, like we don't have a dedicated space for this. We do this all out of our house or whatever, mainly our garage, but in the winter time, it's too cold to paint and stain and, seal and wax and all that stuff uh so she brings pieces into the house and does it like in the living room or in our you know dining room or whatever and uh when she does that it's just like she finds the most like ridiculously dumb rom-coms on netflix or hulu or whatever you know like going upstairs you know filling up my cup of water while i'm working or something and she's just got some like ridiculous like C tier Netflix original. I bet, <laughs> like I bet Anna Hulu Kendrick has some, I bet Hulu has some really bad rom-coms just like deep cut on there. Oh, I bet. Uh, it's, ex it's especially bad during Christmas time because Ugh. that's she's, I'll just go up there and it's just like every Christmas movie you could think of. She's found on Netflix like the Netflix original, like terrible Christmas movies. Um, <clears throat> but she's not lying. She, I mean, that's a hundred percent 
fact for Becca, she loves all of them. And all of them. Watches as many as she can. Um that uh wraps up like <clears throat> our our social media submissions there, and then we the have outsiders. The outsiders, which could easily become insiders by join our Discord today. Our yeah, it's awesome. It's it's popping. It's growing. We've had a lot of cool conversations, uh, and yeah, it's just fun to be able to interact with you guys. Uh, and it's fun to hear you know things that you guys are watching or playing because it gives us things to add to our backlogs, which <laughs> unfortunately never seem to stop growing. Well, I guess it's not really unfortunate. That's it's kind of a good problem to have. Uh, but let's get to our Discord submissions. So like we we talked about earlier, uh, Bianca, she said Shaun of the Dead, which I 100% agree with. Uh, we had old Trash Can Mike. <clears throat> excuse me. He put the fifth element, which at first I kind of... I made a bad example <clears throat> in my post on the Discord where I, I used Lord of the Rings as an example because, you know, we got the, the bromance between Sam and Frodo, but it's, I mean, it's not like, a, it's not a, a, a funny movie, right? <clears throat> um, so I feel like I misled Mr. Trashcan there because Fifth Element, I mean, it has a few funny parts here and there, but like, it's all you overall, need. Overall, it's, it's not a very, like, funny movie but i could see the 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 rom part uh which reminds me i just i need to rewatch that movie because it's good and i haven't seen it in a long time uh our friend tom from be hero fights he he says i don't watch too many but there are a couple i enjoy and then list five <laughs> more than i have <laughs> yeah. i don't have too many but here's my giant list uh, he has Moonstruck, Nicolas Cage, and Cher, and for once, they aren't annoying the hell out of me. It's a good one. Those sound like two an annoying <laughs> people <laughs> right? <laughs> that would not expect to be in a movie together. That's exactly. Uh, Bounty Hunter. I pretty much love everything with my buddy Gerard, Gerard Butler, I'm assuming. And who can forget Jennifer Aniston? And I actually have seen this movie, and it wasn't terrible. So I, I, could, I could get behind that. Couples Retreat, not your typical love story, but I find this movie hilarious, and I still quote it to this day. Is Was that on your list, Nick? Because I believe Couples Retreat is an Adam Sandler movie. Let me double check before I put my foot in my mouth. Couples Retreat. It was not on my list to answer your question. It's not on your and no, it was not Adam Sandler. It's Vince Vaughn, Rip, and Jason Bateman, dude, and John Favreau, dude. Vince Vaughn movies, those those are those are good romantic comedies just because of how bad they are. Yeah, and you know what? Another another guilty pleasure. I like Vince Vaughn. Mm hmm. Not in True Detective though. Pretty bad. He was just Vince Vaughn in True Detective. It's just that second season was in good period. <laughs> yes, I just saw an article today that they they just hired a writer for season four. I need to watch season three. Same. Uh, I have seen Couples Retreat, but it was not the movie I was thinking of. It is a good one, though. Uh, number four, Warm Bodies. Another 
Another Zombicon fan there. It was just better than it had any right to be and had a nice twist to the classic ghoul zombie mythos, which 100% agree. So good. I Uh, like that description. Better than it had any right to be. (laughs) (laughs) So good. But it's so true because that was... That was one of the movies where like, so like I've said, you know, multiple times, one of my favorite things to do with Becca was, you know, go to the movies. That was like our go-to date night, you know, pre-children, you know, before we had to find and pay babysitters and all that stuff. Uh, Warm Bodies was one of those ones where it's like, we, we tried to trade off picking movies, you know, so like I could, I could watch movies that I actually enjoyed. And then she could actually watch movies she enjoyed. And I think this one was one of those weird, like middle grounds where it was like a love story, but it also had zombies. So I was like, all right, let's just go see this movie. And then it ended up exceeding expectations and I actually really loved it. Uh, and then his number five pick, The Proposal. It's just a classic. Who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds? That was good. Hard to argue with that. Ryan Reynolds is great. And that's, yeah on a lot of people's lists and a lot of people's favorites. Um, And then we have a submission here from Rachel's holiday from the discord. She says, I've been thinking about this question and feel a little silly that nothing immediately came to mind. Don't feel bad. Maybe it's because you have better taste in movies than most people. It don't, don't lower yourself into watching rom-coms like these animals do. You should be proud of yourself, Rachel. Uh, Hopefully you're listening to this. (laughs) Uh, But she says, one I enjoy is 27 Dresses, possibly just because of the Benny and the Jets karaoke scene. I believe I have also seen this movie. Let me just look it up. I don't want to misspeak due to my wife's you know, uncontrollable love for rom-coms. Yes, I have seen this movie, and I know the scene you're talking about, and it was a good one. Good old Catherine Heigl. And then James, James Marston. It's good. Good movie. Good cast. I have not seen so many movies. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's it's really, really makes me wonder why we do this podcast together. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe maybe next year we'll we'll pull in some better. We'll pull in some guests for this episode. We'll get some experts. Yeah. Aka Becca and Aaron. <laughs> we need help. <laughs> we need help. Uh yes, but hey. Those are great submissions. Thank you guys so much for answering the boys in the Discord, um, which I guess now is a, as good a time as any to promote the Discord. It's free. All you got to do is click on the handy link in the episode description, or if you're currently watching our live stream, uh, it is you know one of the top comments here in the comments section. You can go to linktr.ee slash showboyspodcast, and our link is up there. If you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, the Discord link is in our bio. Um, This is just a great place to come and interact with us and other listeners of the show. And every week, 
Um, I throw a post in the Answer the Boys channel about the topic that we're going to talk about that week and ask for you know your guys' feedback, your list submission, your you know opinions and viewpoints on whatever the topic is, and then we talk about it on the show. And it's it's fun. It helps us you know think of things that we may not have thought about about our topic and. It's always fun to hear from you guys and hear what you guys like because like we said earlier sometimes you guys talk about stuff that we haven't seen and it just adds great things that we need to watch or play so go join become a member um i'm gonna steal a line from our chief moderator mm. come for the podcast but you stay for the community Wow. That's that guy. That's, that's what a guy. Chief Mod, shout out. I don't know that's his great. name, but his name's Chief Moderator. Showboys number number zero four. <laughs> <laughs> my Darth, boy Ryan. Darth Tiberius. <laughs> I don't think he would be a Sith. Um he's he's a good boy. Hmm. He's a good boy. Um, but yes. You can always chime in, you know, in the in the Discord or on our social medias. We're at Showboys Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all of our links to the show, social media and our podcasting platforms on linktr.ee slash showboyspodcast. Uh, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, the live stream or the video, you know, that comes out on Monday, thank you so much. Uh, if you could please subscribe if we've earned it. Uh, if you like what we talk about, um, yeah, please hit that subscribe button. It helps us grow, helps us get into the algorithm. Um, and, you know, just lets us know that we're doing something that people find entertaining and that warms our hearts because we do this for you and each other, but mainly for you. And Mike's mental health. And my mental health. And Becca's mental health, because if she had to hear me talk about like movies or shows or games <laughs> any more than she already is subjected to, her head might explode. Wow. So so would you say a, a significant percentage of your need to discuss that kind of stuff has been siphoned away from random bystanders and your wife and now is channeled <laughs> into 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 this Thursday and Monday recordings? Yep. Uh into it just goes straight into the internet and Rightfully so, nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone ever really listen? You know, that's a great point. But at least in my heart, I I felt like they had to because they were standing right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, I think this has been good for Becca because she hasn't had to hear me ramble on about pointless theories on shows and and how good scott pilgrim is and yes. why dad is the best franchise of all time exactly nathan barnett if you're listening i love you please come on my podcast because i'd love to talk to you about dad and all your short films anyways um yeah i think that pretty much wraps up this episode you got anything else you want to say in closing here no i don't i think okay. that i'm i'm exhausted of all my rom-com points um <laughs> I am not motivated to watch any rom-coms. Maybe a couple out of okay. this. I'll rewatch this episode and pick a few out. I think there's some in here. If there's only one, 
you should watch Warm Bodies. I knew you were gonna say that. It's a good one. It really is. I think I think I think uh Tom sold me on the <laughs> It was just better than it it had any right to be. Better than it had any right to be. <laughs> That's how you convinced me to watch <laughs> the best best review of a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> better this movie than has no right of being good, but it was yeah. good. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but yes, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but next week is going to be a very fun episode. Uh, my wife, Becca, will be joining us, and we are going to talk about our top three sitcoms. So I guess really it's our top nine, the Showboys top nine. Um, but that should be really fun. We've all been on a giant sitcom bender lately, and uh, I'm just, I'm really excited about next week's episode. I got a lot to say, as usual. <laughs> Hopefully, it will be good stuff and not incoherent rambling. <laughs> we'll try. No promises. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And cut it. Good Cue the, not the not music. <laughs> yeah.